for the next hour. Prepare to go down the rabbit hole with your host, Bitcoin Ben, brought to you by Bitcoin Ben's Crypto Club on 2738 B Ridge Road. For all you ladies and all you jealous men, here is Bitcoin Ben. Good morning, Florida. Welcome back to another 21 million radio show. As you can tell, Bitcoin Ben is still in Dubai. He will be back next Saturday, but not in time for the show. So you will have another week with the Sherpa. But yeah, welcome back. I know last week I was a little loopy. I did just did a 25... 100 mile drive back from California, but I am back well rested. Uh, we had a killer week at the Bitcoin Ben's Crypto Club. Got to meet a lot of great people. We do have some special hours right now while Bitcoin Ben is gone. We'll be open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. I will be there all day and I will be starting to give actually crypto lessons and speeches going on there starting Monday at noon and 5 p.m. For those wanting to learn about the basics for starting, storing your cryptos, what are crypto wallets, uh, how to look into a project before you start buying. I'm going to go over those rules in this video. And if you want to come down to the club, be a member and get the PowerPoint viewage down to it. So yeah, let's, uh, let's go. Let's learn about some crypto and some Bitcoin. Let's learn about these rules. So I think I tried to explain it last week, but again, I was loopy, didn't have like my full list in front of me of like, what's a follow. So, so let's just get started. So yeah, rules for starting and storing cryptocurrencies. This is a banner. You won't just find this online. You got to do your research to like really get to it. But here we go. It's about how many rules do I have for eight simple rules that you're going to want to take to heart, memorize. And again, I'll be covering this daily at the crypto club. So yes. So rule one, what we got to take into account of you're in full control of your money now when you're involved in cryptocurrencies. Like there is no more middlemen unless you're in it with an exchange or a bank but no you have the ability to be in full control and with that you got to take on the responsibilities of the safety and the security behind it and also for like the real two what i got is you got to be smart don't just run on emotions i know the crypto market is very volatile it can be scary price are going up you're going yeah i'm a millionaire it goes down what where did all my money go so don't run on emotions just understand the technology learn what's going on behind it and you will be just fine and then again don't forget to take profits during bull runs like i think i made that mistake in the last one where i was still learning i've been in the space for four years like my first bull run was in 2020 and so like when that went up i was like oh it's going up when's it going to stop i don't know then it starts going down i just wrote it down still hold it didn't sell any but now like when this next one comes which i do feel we might be starting like again i don't have a crystal ball so i don't know the future but i feel like we are in the start of it there are signs i sell it i will take profits on the next one but yeah so be smart when it comes to investing with cryptos out there and then we go on to rule three which is only invest what you're willing to lose so yes again like nobody has a crystal ball of the future you might not get the 
win Lambo or going to the moon, like you may choose a project, but I'll go over some rules what to look out for to help you out with choosing probably some good ones. But no, only invest what you're willing to lose. Cause again, the markets could go down to zero. It could go up. We don't know. But again, uh, what is it? Yeah. If you got bills to pay, you're taking care of a family. Be sure to take care of them. Don't just throw it in there with the expectation that you're going to get rich quick. Cause that is not what this space is all about. I know a lot of young install there friends, family, like they made a lot of money in this, but like, why am I not doing it? So just be smart and like only put in what you are willing and able to lose just, and that's to be safe. And then let's see uh, rule number four, do your own research. Yeah. Don't not just trust what anybody sends online, continue researching so you can come up with your own conclusions. Don't just listen to me here on the radio or me even at the class. Like after I say it, do some more research, go like go online, read some articles, uh, read some stories of people's experiences in the market, but do your own research. That way you can come up with your own conclusion out there. And again, these, this studying never ends study every day. Like that's why I do my YouTube channel, the crypto Sherpa, where I go over daily crypto news. I'll go over a couple of current articles towards the end of this uh this is the end of this radio show but no like by me staying up to date on what's going on in the markets it plays a key role in the pricing so i don't really go over like or look at the analysis charts like that's just guessing stuff i like to look after i like to look at the facts the news what's going on where's the adoption coming what new things coming on where's this technology headed so that's how you, you do your research and then let's see what else we got going on we're moving on to rule five for the starting store in your cryptos Never keep any of your cryptos with an exchange or a bank. Yes, because there's always a same phrase with silver and precious metals, like where it's like, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. Same goes with your cryptocurrencies. When you set up a non-custodial wallet, so the self-custody side where you're in control now, you'll get a seed phrase and a pass phrase. And like, that's what you want to gain access to your cryptos. It's what protects it all. And yeah, so if you don't hold that, then you do not own it. So again, like when your cryptos are in an exchange or a bank, if anything goes wrong, it's not your money anymore. It's theirs. They're going to use it to back up whatever like issues or payments they got to pay out or bail out. So again, yeah, do not keep any cryptos on exchanges or banks. Use them if you want for it, like via on ramps, like purchase your cryptos. But once you get it, move it off. It's that simple. Just do not keep it. We saw already the mistakes of FTX people keeping their money on that exchange. It went under uh, the guy who ran it. He was just a fraudulent actor in general, but it wasn't the crypto that was the bad thing. It was just that man. But that was just one example. Before that, there was Mt. Gox. So we've had lessons in history telling us how to manage this and go through this market safely. So again, that's just one good rule to keep in mind on there. And then let's see, six, keep your cryptos on a non-custodial wallet, like I just said. And what type of wallets are there? Whether hardware wallets like Treasure, Nano, Leisure, or even our own Kalex Solutions laptop that you can use for a hardware wallet. I use that for one. I have multiple wallets out there. My Kalex laptop is a crypto-only laptop that is strictly used for crypto-only. I'm not going on there for Facebook, making purchases on Amazons, because you want nothing for a possible hack to happen. So yeah, so the hardware wallets, and then there's software wallets out there as well. Exodus is a good one. Not sure, sure about the Trust Wallet. Divi Wallet is a mobile device that holds a couple of cryptos on there. I'm a fan of that one. But yeah, I'll go over more about wallets after these rules for the starting and storing, give you guys a little bit more examples. And then let's see, seven, always keep your seed phrase and private keys private and hidden. So you remember when I said uh, 
like if you don't hold it you don't own it your seed phrase is is basically it's your password your passcode it's the key to the lock on the blockchain so like your wallets really don't hold the crypto they hold the passcodes your seed phrase and passwords to get onto the blockchain for you to be able to move it around so whoever has those seed phrases or your private key they're the ones who have access to it so that's why we always recommend to never take a photocopy of it because if you do that there's a possibility of a hack somewhere someone can get on your computer steal that seed phrase they're recover on their own wallet and then send all your cryptos off of it to a their own personal wallet and then it's done so you want to keep that bad boy safe usually write on a piece of paper put it in a safe place usually probably maybe with your birth certificate social security card just important information areas locked up in a safe and then take the precautions to like even go a step further to protect them by putting them in a fireproof bag as well as then put it in a fireproof and waterproof safe just like a triple step to make sure because again if anything happens to that and you don't have your hard drive wallet anymore or your wallet you can't recover and then your cryptos are gone forever that's why we're in a situation where there's potentially six million bitcoin out there gone and lost forever like our show is the 21 million radio show if you didn't realize that uh bitcoin only has 21 million supply of tokens that's it there will never be more of it and uh six million of it is gone and lost forever we can make an estimate of that from people who yeah lost their seed phrase or private keys threw away a hard drive with it on there so again it's like a uh, bitcoin's scarce and that gives it a little bit more value there but again you want to keep your seed phrase and private keys safe out there because again you don't want to lose any of your money that you just collected at the right time right now because again the window of opportunity to get cryptos solid cryptos is closing as we move closer to the fiat system collapsing dollar paper money going away and then the digital cbdc's will come out and then that's a whole nother story and talk about uh government being in control of your money how to spend it and whatnot so yeah the window of opportunity to get some solid cryptos is good so again keep your seed phrase safe where you store your cryptos like bitcoin litecoin ethereum and whatever other project you're a favor of and then lastly set security on everything even your own email address so i'm talking about two-factor authentication apps like when you're using exchanges uh they don't give you your seed phrase at all so if you go into the coinbase BitTrue, kraken kucoin uh uphold like there is a i think actually uphold does give you a seed phrase but no there is a ton of exchanges out there when we talk about these centralized exchanges all you need for that is really just to sign up with your email address and that is it so there's no seed phrase at all the exchange holds on to your cryptos but yeah so like two factor on everything on those accounts as well as your email there's a story out there where i know somebody lost fifty thousand dollars because they didn't have their email backed up with the two-factor security so yeah like started on the weekend uh they were trying someone was getting they're getting emails over and over like trying to change the password trying to get into their cracking account and then before you know it like it was like on a start on a friday by sunday morning or sun saturday night they were like okay i'm done i think we're good but by the next he wakes up in the morning looks at his wallet and goes why am i missing or why does it look show that I bought five Bitcoin and moved it? So that was this was when Bitcoin was at ten thousand. So this was a fifty thousand dollar scenario where that person lost that money. But it's because the hacker hacked back, went on the back end of their email address, which didn't have a two factor or any security backed up on it, and yeah, went through there, then went through their exchange on Kraken purchased the crypto, moved it to their own wallet, and that was it. So this is like lessons we learn from. So 
mistakes and stuff like that happen, but it's always good we learn from mistakes. I always like that from Robert Kiyosaki, because like during the school systems, like we're taught to that when we fail, it's a bad thing, but it can be a good thing because we want to be able to learn from our mistakes. That's how we get better in life. So yeah, so those are the rules for getting started. It's just, yeah, you're in full control of your money. Be smart. Only invest what you're willing to lose. Do your own research. Never keep your cryptos on any exchanges or banks. Keep your cryptos on a non-custodial wallet. Always keep your seed phrases and private keys hidden and set security up on everything. And also like with these rules too, I should add on to it is like, you should also like when you're studying and doing your research, I should probably add in that, understand like taxable events in the crypto space right now. Cause I know there's some people out there who like want to get rich fast. Like I'm gonna be this amazing trader going back and forth out there, but yeah, no, what's technically considered taxable. Again, I'm no financial advisor, no law. I just did my own research and looked it up. So always consult your own tax professional on all this stuff. But to the stuff that triggers a tax event is when you uh, purchase and sell cryptocurrencies. Most people also don't know it. when you trade cryptos and swapping them like on exchanges and whatnot, that's a taxable event in the government size. And then kind of, I believe also if you move it, like if you're moving it off an exchange somewhere else, they consider that, oh, where is this going? So another taxable event. So again, just go look into that as well. So those are the rules to stay safe. Also, that way you don't end up like you're trading all your RAM and then tax season comes along. It's like, why do I have all these fees? So yeah, so definitely learn up on those rules as well when you're getting started. But yeah, those are some nice, simple tips. And again, I will be going over this at the Crypto Club every day at noon and 5 p.m. And again, come on down to the club. We're at 2738 B Ridge Road, Sarasota, Florida. Opened right now from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., at least until Bitcoin Ben. I know our website says 9 to 9, but it's usually just me at the club and... I can't get burned out as we just getting started. So <laughs> give the Sherpa a break. <laughs> but yeah, so that's those rules for getting started. Now let's 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 continue this education. Yeah, let's keep this going. Let's let's learn about wallets now. So storing your cryptos, like what are wallets? Like we hear wallets in the crypto space, and I'm sure for you newbies out there, you're just thinking like that wallet like we have in my back pocket, that's your physical wallet. Your digital wallet, well, it can be a software wallet, could be a hardware wallet. So let's let's go over those. Let's go over those rules. So here we go. Let's see, pulling that up. So cryptocurrency wallets, what are they? Well, when you buy cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, it gets stored on what's called a wallet. A wallet comes with a private key and a seed phrase. So the private key is sort of like a password. There's a long string of numbers and letters that are assigned to your wallet. And then if you want your coins to stay safe, then you need to keep your private key safe. So yeah, just a little tip on that. And then the types of wallets out there. Now, there are a few different types of wallets to store your cryptos on. And yeah, we got exchanges, which I always recommend not to do it, but that's one type of way to store your cryptos. You got financial apps out there, which aren't exchanges, but they're holding on to it. And then you got software wallets and hardware wallets. So yeah, I have like a fun little PowerPoint here that I'm looking at that you will see if you come to the club, like it says other people's wallets versus my wallet. It's like the physical wallet and I'm showing the treasure wallet. That's my preferred choice. I find it easier of the ledger, but both are secure non-custodial hardware wallets to have. So let's go over each one of those uh, types of ways to store your crypto. Well, we got exchanges. Now, again, these are the easiest ways to store it right on the exchange where you bought it. Simple. But exchanges such as Coinbase, Gemini, or Bitru allow you to buy, sell, and manage your cryptos right on their platform. 
These exchanges hold on to your private keys so you don't have access to that. That means you need to trust these companies to keep it safe. So you might not want to store large amounts on the exchange. You may think like you're insured, but hey, like what if one of these days like your crypto makes you that millionaire, but then again at the same time, that exchange goes down and the and all they have insured is like what 250,000 that's usually standard for FDIC but it's like a, yeah you, like we went down sorry you lost your millions but here's 250,000 it's like nah so you got to tr- put your trust in these companies if you want to use exchanges that's why i always recommend like never store your cryptos on exchanges that's why in those that first rule list it's like do not do that that situation does happen a couple of times we've seen it in history look it up do your research guys and yeah so that's what exchanges are. Now let's let's go into the other type of wallet, financial apps out there, another place where crypto can be held. There's also options of going with the financial app that does more than just crypto. Companies like PayPal, Robinhood, and Venmo have added options to buy and sell crypto currency. Even Cash App, those are another one that was added on there. But with these apps, they may leave you stuck doing transactions in their own environment. So with PayPal, Robinhood, and Venmo, you have to cash out with them and you don't have access to private keys. But actually, I think this is outdated information because I believe PayPal did make the option for you to be able to move your cryptos off the platform. But again, when you're dealing with financial apps and purchasing it, most of the time you won't be able to move it. So if you say you have crypto and it's on your Robinhood app, you don't really own any crypto. You have a on their ledger that you own it, but you'd have to cash out for fiat, which I wouldn't want to have. But that, but then you would have to go rebuy it somewhere else. That way you can put it on your cold storage wallet device. So again, uh, keep, uh, keep, keep that in mind when you're dealing with financial apps, not exchanges. And then you also don't have access to the private keys with those too. So again, if you like, if you're not giving your private keys or your seed phrase at all, you're not in control. They're they're the ones holding it, and you're gonna have to trust them to make sure to keep your money safe, and then nothing even goes wrong with the company at all. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Now let's go to the self-custodial side where you will get your seed phrases. So here's a tip before that. Any crypto wallet that won't give you your private keys should be used with caution. That's because you're trusting those precious private keys to a third party and you want to be in control of your keys, not your keys, not your coins. That's what we say in the crypto space. (laughs) And then, yeah, so now let's move on to software wallets. What are they? This is for more control. You can store your coins on your own computer, phone, and a digital wallet that, that uses software to manage your crypto. Now, there is some risk of getting hacked and losing your money if the computer or phone is connected to the internet. So, tip, get a crypto-only phone or a computer that is only connected to the internet when you're doing your crypto activities. So, yeah, when it comes to those Calyx Solutions laptops, like, I don't keep them running all the time. I see, make sure my crypto is still good, still staking, and then I go, okay, close, back in a safe spot, and that is it. So, that's how you would want to treat a crypto-only laptop. Keep it as little online as possible for less prone attacks. And yeah, so those are software wallets. And let's see, we move on to hardware wallets. So these are the ones like Treasure, Leisure, and also that crypto-only laptop. Like you can use the crypto-only laptop to download software wallets on there, and you can use that computer as a device for a hardware wallet. But there's also Treasure and Leisure, which are like little USB like kind of wallets in a way. Like they're not USB, but it's like a simpler way for you guys to probably understand or vi- or visualize how these wallets actually work in our. But if you have a large sum of coins, it is always best to keep them in what's known as a cold wallet. A cold wallet means your private keys are stored on a device that's not connected to the internet at all. It can be separate, it can be a separate hard drive or thumb drive. 
Companies like Treasure and Ledger, I keep repeating, make devices especially for cryptocurrency wallets. Now, the devices have extra protection built into the software to keep your coins and private keys safe. So yeah, those are the hardware wallets. And again, what do I use? I have a Trezor 1 and a Model T, both of those models. Each one like holds uh, specific coins, like the Trezor 1, I believe. Yeah, that one can like hold like a handful of the cryptocurrencies out there. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, maybe Matic on there, Dogecoin, Digibyte. But then the Tre Trezor Model T, that one I think has access to at least over 200 tokens uh, don't quote me but i know they just have a lot more options for you to store on so that's like the main one i prefer using and then lastly when it comes to wallets again the seed phrase i always i'm talking about the private keys and the seed phrase but the recovery seed or also known as a seed phrase is very important and you should be and it should be written down and kept in a safe place so yeah so take again tip never take a photo or keep any digital record of your seed phrase this will make your coins at risk to hack so keep it safe if your wallet is lost or broken you can use the seed phrase to recover your coins on a new device and then if it was in that situation if you lost your hardware wallet and you recovered it i would recommend purchasing like either another wallet recover your seed phrase on this software all such as exodus just to recover and then whatever coins you had on there move it over to your new hardware cold storage wallet but yes yeah, so like that's what the need of a seed phrase and private keys are for again they give you access to your cryptos on the blockchain and they're what give you in control of your money but those are that's just a little explanation on crypto wallets out there but yeah so Again, two great rules right there. I hope you guys are taking notes because <laughs> if not, again, come on down to the club. I'll be doing these lectures daily, but these are the basics. I know a lot of people out there, like I sometimes forget. I've been in this space for four years and then I just forget that people don't know this. And then I'm getting, I'm under starting to learn a little bit more while I'm down here that like, even like simple tasks like on the computer that are simple to me like just someone doesn't even know completely whether it's like taking a screenshot on your phone or those little like shortcuts we do on our mobile devices if you're if you have an if you're an apple user with an iphone and i was like telling a guy like well like the internet's kind of slow why don't you just turn off your internet on your phone he's like about to go into sales like no 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 hold on just swipe down this top right hand corner push that little wi-fi icon boom you're off of it and he's like what so it's like it's just the little things i know these are basic rules and knowledge but i sometimes forget sometimes people do not have these rules at all they don't know it and that's why you're listening to the 21 million radio show you're going to come to a club you want to learn these things because they're not just readily available like these listen rules, I had to put these together when I first started. Like these weren't online. Like I, there was, wasn't an area to click to look on it. I had to go through multiple videos, multiple articles to learn about this. And then I created this so I can share this out with the, with the public. Uh, that's how we do it. We learn, we share, and we repeat. I think that's even our logo on our website, which is for the crypto club, join, learn, share, and earn. But yeah, that's how we do it. You learn and you share and you repeat. So yeah. Alrighty, guys. Now let's move on to one of the final rules I got going on. Like these again, these are the basics. I hope you guys are enjoying the information out there. Uh, but this next one will be rules for buying cryptocurrencies. So like when you, when we say like do your research, like you don't have to take these rules to heart. Like some of these you can avoid if you don't want to. But these were the rules I created to keep myself safe in these four years I've been in the, in the market in the space. So yeah. So here we go. That's about nine, ten. 
10 rules that have an 11 on there at Emperor. Maybe I always want to put like the learn the taxes on here, but no, I put that with the starting and storing ones. <laughs> but yeah, let's learn some rules for buying cryptocurrency. Like what should you look at when you're getting involved? Again, like I wouldn't really focus on price at all. Like you don't want to just look at that and like see like, oh, this coin has like eight zeros after that decimal point. If two of those zeros go away, I'm a millionaire. That's gambling. That's not a right mindset you want to be in. But here are some things to look out for to potentially keep you keep yourself safe out there. So let's get on it. So one, only start buying in small amounts until you are comfortable with how transactions work. So again, if you're new to cryptocurrency, this is a great role to have. You don't want to try to make you you just bought like a bunch of cryptocurrencies and you're like, okay, I want to send this now to my wallet. If you're brand new, I would not do that all in one time. At least do a tester transaction with it. Just do $10 of the transaction. Don't worry about the gas fee. If you're dealing with Bitcoin or Litecoin, that's cheap. If you're dealing with Ethereum, that could be quite pricey. But again, you still want to do a tester transaction to make sure your other wallet gets it. Because again, there's no more middleman anymore, like I said in those first rules. So you got to make sure everything's correct when you copy that public address. Now, a public address is given to you inside your wallet when you want to receive tokens. Now, public addresses are different than private addresses. Private addresses, as we talked about, you want to keep those hidden, safe, not share with anyone. But with a public address, give that away to anyone you want. Because the only thing a person can do with that public address is look up your wallet on the blockchain because that's what's awesome about blockchain it's transparent if you have that you can just save that and look at it or you can send cryptos to it that's all you can do with public block or public addresses out there so it's like give it away to people because someone goes oh what's this oh you know what? let me send them five bitcoin i know they won't because what is that right now bitcoin's like almost at 30 so 150,000. but no that's all you can do with public addresses so yeah so when you're when you're starting doing a transaction uh, your get your public address, your scan that QR code, send and just type in send Bitcoin to this amount and boom, there it goes. So yeah, so again, start with small amounts until you're comfortable with it. Like once you start getting comfortable, then you can maybe do one-time transactions out there. Cause like, I think I'm sometimes, like sometimes I still will make tester transactions depending if I don't understand, if I don't know the blockchain of a new coin I'm getting involved with. But if I, if I feel truly comfortable, I'm like, I put in my public address. I'm verifying every single letter, most likely the first and last four numbers and letters on there. I will like, and I'm certain I hit send. It goes, transaction happens. That's good. But again, start off small and, and until you're comfortable, it's all good. All right. So that's a good way to start off. And now uh, rule number two that I have again, you don't have to listen to this one, but it's a, it's just a good little advice to have. The coin slash token must be decentralized and not centralized. Now there's two types of coins out there. Like, Bitcoin, we know, is truly decentralized out there. There's no one entity controlling that. We got hundreds, thousands, do we even have millions of miners out there? I gotta do some research on that, but we have so many Bitcoin miners out there securing the network. As long as one's running the Bitcoin chains, uh, running smoothly, it's not going down. These are just computers talking with each other who are storing all the ledger and data on that blockchain. So yeah so, so it's got to be decentralized when it comes to centralized uh coins out there the main big one that a lot of people have is xrp so again follow us real if you want again like xrp is not going anywhere i definitely believe they're going to win that sec lawsuit so again like and again uh, there's not just going to be one coin that dominates the other people also got to understand that it's like we're going to be living in a world with centralized coins and projects as well as decentralized governments wish they can control the decentralized side but they can't so they will control decentralized so yeah so when you're investing i like to i like to deal with the decentralized side so yes the coin token must be decentralized and not centralized and then let's see rule number three 
Research and find out if the coin or token has ever had an ICO or PCO. Now this stands for initial coin offering, public coin offering. I think there's another one out there, like an executive coin offering or something. But like, look into that, like, cause usually though, like it might not be bad, but sometimes uh, there's been some history I've been, like looked at like the SEC, like hat on their government page shows like five different situations where it's like, it could be a unregistered security, people just getting funds and it could be a pull or something. But it does like, it's not for sure, always a bad thing, but again, it's something to be mindful of like just history's told us it's that some bad things have came from him so yeah check if your coins ever had that and also it kind of tells you if the coins mostly centralized out there because most likely it's from one entity running the blockchain out there and if anything, if they if they stop the blockchain it's not really a decentralized blockchain out there at well so you're trusting that third party guy but again just again uh just keep just keep an eye on that because it might be centralized or there might have been a bat it could have been unregistered security so yeah definitely look for the coin or token ever had one of those attached to it also when you're buying your cryptocurrency or looking into the project uh, this is rule number four look how liquid is the coin or token can the token be easily moved if something were to happen so again if, say you're just some guy you just met that has their own token but it's only on one platform out there if anything happens to that platform you're just stuck with now a useless coin so see if that make sure that there's multiple areas that you can leave it and exit it if you have to you don't want just one entry and exit point there so yes make sure the coin can be is very liquid also kind of the same thing but is a coin easily tradable there's lots of pairs out there can you find them on multiple exchanges or is there like Say your Bitcoin's like paired with everything, Bitcoin slash USDC, Bitcoin slash Ethereum, Bitcoin slash Litecoin. Like, is there tons of pairs to it? Is it easily tradable? So in case it's like the same situation with Liquid, can you move it away or can you switch it with another token? So yeah, definitely check on that as well. And then uh, rule number six I have here is how scarce is that token? Like we said, Bitcoin, there's only 21 million of them. It might be only 15 out there because 6 million might be lost and gone forever. But this is a good thing to look at though too. Check if... If there's a max supply at all out there, or if there is none, then it can be continued made. Then that's kind of a sign that the token is very inflationary. You know, like with Dogecoin, like that coin doesn't have a max supply. People, Elon Musk still pumping it. If you saw like on the news out there, or just you use Twitter, you see you switch the Twitter logo with the Dodge emblem out there. But that coin is inflationary. So when people talk about, well, are we going to reach that dollar? You can easily calculate how much you'd need, how much of a market cap it would need, because market cap is equal ability to a token supply over uh, the price. That's a, the mathematical formula right there. So if you want to see how much of a market cap would need to be in that, uh, let's see, you would just need to, so token supplies on top price. So that's the price would be $1 divide. Oh, wait, no, hold on. <laughs> my math in my head is horrible. Let's see. So coin market cap is equal to total supply divided by price. So you're moving price over coin market over Hold on. So do do do. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. For that, you just gotta talk about the price. So take the coin supply divide by. Let's say it's a dollar. That's gonna be the coin market cap. It has to be. So you can see how far away it is. Ooh, stumped myself there, but I figured out the math. <laughs> but yeah. So it could be inflationary and as the coin keeps getting created because there's like no max supply that supply is getting up so just that's going to require more money in that market cap size so when people look at the charge and the price they go oh it's got this market cap right now hmm, if only i had this much more than to be here but again like that's just a thing to look out for when the price is scarce like we're going into the bitcoin happening coming up in 
August. Wait, no, no, that's the Litecoin happening. The Bitcoin happening is happening is happening in 2024, but that's a scenario where half or yeah, half of the supply of Bitcoin being created is cut in half. I think right now, every time a new block is created on the Bitcoin blockchain, uh, whoever solves that block is rewarded 6.25 Bitcoin or 6.5. It's one of those, but that supply is going to get cut in half. So after that happening happens, now every time a new block on the Bitcoin blockchain gets created, there's only going to be three. And just simple business economics. Bitcoin's demand has still never been higher. So demand versus or supply over demand. Uh, like as we see more banks going down, less face happening in the U.S. dollar because of, oh man, if you haven't heard about the BRIC situation going on, the countries and governments are moving away from that. So so yeah, the supply to so demand for Bitcoin is definitely uh, increasing, but the supply will be cut in half. So as we know, there's no new coins coming in. That's going to give the coin a lot more value as well. So then definitely when you're looking into buying cryptocurrency, just keep that in mind. Does it have a max supply or is it infinitely made? And it's just surviving off a of burn function where they're just getting rid of the token, taking out circulation, putting it on a wallet that no one has access to. So yeah, that's just another good rule to keep an eye on. How scarce is it? Also, uh, rule number seven, does the coin slash token have a purpose? This is the biggest one of them all I think you should really pay attention to when looking at projects. Like, like is it just a currency? We got tons of them out there. Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dodge is trying to be a currency. Shiba Inu is trying to be a currency. Divi token is crypto made easy. That's like a currency, but they have a lot more other stuff working for them right now. But it's got to have a purpose. Is there another type of use case utility? If you ever go on my YouTube channel, I cover a project theta. They're all about uh, broadband sharing, peer to peer video streaming using their blockchain technology. They're really just going to be disrupting that entertainment industry. They have NFTs on their blockchain with utility. They have ticketing platforms where like, again, with the NFTs out there, everything's going to be like uh <laughs> digitized now like your movie tickets sports events whatever like that could be an nft but the utility there is you're going to the event you're going to the show but again there's got to be utility or purpose behind it because if it's just a currency that's a gamble you're hoping that this is going to be that one token that's going to do it so definitely a purpose and more than just a currency out there so that's a good thing to keep in mind also uh another thing i like to do think about when i'm buying a currency is I like to think can this make me passive income so like ways you can do that is either through nodes with staking or mining out there. So yeah, we have different cons proof of uh, consensus mechanisms out there which validate and verify cha uh, transactions on the blockchain via through proof of stake consensus mechanism. That's usually more eco-friendly in the spaces out there because it doesn't require energy being made. When it comes to Bitcoin, those mining harbors take a lot of energy and also produce a lot of heat. But again, it's earning you cryptos on the other hand. So yeah, can you make a little bit of a passive income for it? I like to keep that in mind. Can I stake it? But then again, when it comes to staking, here's some more rules on the side of it. Make sure it's a true proof of stake uh, coin out there. It's the staking where you're putting away some cryptos that you can move freely as you will. There's no lockup period. And it's actually uh, verifying transaction on the blockchain, you're helping secure the network out there. But like, there's coins out there like I want to use Ape from like that board Ape Yacht Club. Total, <laughs> no use case of an NFT. Lots of celebrity endorsement out there. Never really did what they said they were. They had a coin out there that they were offering staking, but it could not come to the stage because it really was a security. But the way they would stake their coins is lock up your coins in here, and we'll give you this amount back and so you're just hoping they give you it back and you got to lock your coins up for a small period of time that's not true staking out there so definitely look into that when you're trying to look for a coin that makes you passive income just make sure it's one that's verifying the blockchain 
And then let's see. Uh, here's a rule for if you're buying more than $2,000 worth of crypto. That's a lot of money, I know, to some people. But like, if you're going to spend more than that, I like to recommend using an over-the-counter exchange, an OTC. It's wise because you'll have someone to talk to, then worry if something goes wrong and there's nobody to call. Like when you're dealing with Coinbase's exchange out there, it's like it's all robotic emails. You're not really getting a hold of someone if something happened on there. It'll take a lot of time. At least with an over-the-counter with these guys, you're going to pick up that phone, talk to an actual broker, an actual person, and you'd be like, hey, I want to buy this amount of crypto. And there we go. Okay, send us your, uh, send us the money, show us proof that the receipt is wired, and then we'll get that trans transaction going for you. And then you'll have it by the end of the day, within a few hours. It's super fast and simple to do. Like when it comes to over the counters, I personally use uh, Caleb and Brown. So they're a great over the counter exchange out there that I like to use when I make those big time purchases. But again, if you're doing anything smaller, Again, use the exchanges out there just for the fiat on-ramp purposes only. Like Coinbase, I know with their rules, once you buy it, you got to wait a week. That's fine. I don't think Coinbase is going to go away in a week's time. Not unless we get closer to <laughs> a total downfall of the system and collapse. But you know, it's okay to buy it there. Keep it there for the week. And then once the week's up, move that off of it. But yeah, if anything under that, use this as an exchange to buy it. Or again, other options to buy crypto if you want to sign up in KYC over there is crypto ATMs which the crypto club will be getting an ATM from the crypto world, boys, and it'll be used for members only. So if you want to use that crypto ATM, you will need a day pass or be a member to come on in and use that bad boy. So, yeah, but and then also the final rule when buying a token is what is the community like? Go on the social media platform, see what the community is. Community is everything and really help a token and a project out in big ways. So yes, make see if the community is cool. Just start conversations with them, see what they're all about, see who they're like. But that's a great way to start looking into cryptocurrencies. So yeah, those are this the some rules I have for rules of buying. Let's go through that again without any explanations behind it. But one, only start buying in small amounts until you are comfortable with how transactions work. Two, the coin slash token must be decentralized, not centralized. Three, research and find if the coin has ever had a ICO or PCO. Again, that stands for initial coin offering or public coin offering. If there was an ICO, PCO, IEO, uh, then the token is either centralized or may have some bad taste or bad background behind it. So just be sure about that. Four, how liquid is the coin slash token? So again, can be easily moved, traded, is it more than just one platform it's on? Three, uh, Five, is a coin easily tradable? Like how many pairs does it have on exchanges? Can you swap it easily for any other token out there? So that way you can just move it easily. Six, how scarce is the token? Is there a max supply on it or is there an infinite amount that can be created? So that's a definitely a harsh inflationary token. So check, be sh see how scarce it is. Seven, does the coin slash token have a purpose? It's gotta be more than just that currency, guys. Make sure see if there's actually utility and use cases behind it. There's tons of awesome projects out there that are doing that. So you just gotta do your research and yeah. And then can a coin create passive income? That's a nice way to do it. We don't wanna just rely on price volatility. Oh, the price went up, I made money. But when it goes down, it's like, oh no, I lost money. But when it comes to making passive income off of it, if you're staking it or mining it, at least you're still earning it during those times when the price goes up. It's like, uh, oh, now I got more than when I was at last time. So it's a nice way to hedge against those low times. And then if you're buying more than $2,000 worth of crypto, use an over-the-count exchange. It's safer. You have a person to talk to. You're not just dealing with machines. And what is the community like? The community is everything. They could be awesome. They could be bad. And yeah. 
but those are the rules I have out there. So again, yeah, I went over starting and storing your cryptocurrencies, great rules there, went over wallets and the rules for buying I have. So again, you don't have to follow all these rules, but these are the rules I created to keep myself safe. And now I'm sharing it with you guys. And again, I will be going over these daily at the club starting Monday, not today, but Monday at noon and five o'clock. So if you want to be a part of it, get that PowerPoint to these and just ask any questions, come on down to the club. But yeah, so those are some, that's a, that was quite a bit of education for you. Oh, I didn't actually think it'd take me 45 minutes to go through that. I thought this would have been like a 15 minute, 30 minute situation, but woo. All right. Who's ready for some crypto news now? This is what I do on my YouTube channel, the crypto Sherpa uh, guy. Just again, I understand people are busy in their daily lives. They don't have time to scroll through news articles themselves and pick out like uh, what's actually newsworthy, what's just an ad to try to pump a coin out there or something or a parasite. But I just read the news to you guys so that way you can put it on yeah, your phone, listen to it in the car, and now you're getting that information without having to read it yourself. Or who knows, maybe a bad eyesight and you just enjoy someone reading to you. I hope my voice is sexy enough. It may not be like Bitcoin Ben who's got that sexy truck driver voice, but <laughs> but I think I like to do a good job on that. But yeah, let's go over a couple of news articles right now. What's happening currently? I did notice like we always say that uh the US is lagging behind. It's like, it really is. I'm over here on Bitcoin Magazine's website. That's a good place to get some solid news articles. But as I'm over here, I'm looking at it and I'm seeing Arkansas House and Senate pass bill protecting rights to mine Bitcoin goes to governor approval. Woo, yeah, let's protect our mining of Bitcoin. I'm going to say, yeah, adoption. But then when I said the US is lagging and shooting themselves in the foot, I scroll down just one click in the three articles beneath that. North Carolina countries pushed to halt Bitcoin mining, another blow to the industry rattled by regulation. So <laughs> it's like a win-lose situation. We got one state like going, yeah, let's protect our miners and the people mining Bitcoin in our country or in our state. And then you got North Carolina. Nah, we want to halt this. So <laughs> again, US is lagging. Other countries out there already have definitely the Asian culture side, like on the eastern side of the world. Uh, they are they already have their regulations tons of rules put in place we don't have like lawsuits going on here in the states like the xrp sec situation but it's like other countries have fully adopted the us is lagging and yeah the world knows that so they're the us is just pushing people out of their country because you can't really move like if you want to like, try to halt or stall cryptocurrency it's not going to happen we saw china try to ban bitcoin in their country but or ban bitcoin and people are go crypto's dead now did you hear china banned it but no what happened after that was we yeah sure the hash rate and the mining went down for the bitcoin blockchain but like a month later two months we see all these hash rates and miners pop up online because they just went over the country they went to a place that was more crypto friendly and just restarted up operations there and again the blockchain was never down we have them all going all over the world so you can't stop it but you will push people out so this is definitely where you can get some money out of it and if the us is pushing it away yeah, we're going to fall behind but this is what we're here for now to teach you about cryptocurrencies how to be in control so even if the us does fall behind you are safe and protected because you know you're in control of your own cryptos and nothing's going to take them away and whatnot so yeah but yeah, those are just two funnier i'm not going to read those ones but <laughs> that was just it was just funny to see uh let's see what else is going on 
Let's see it. When I go through these articles, and now I'm on Cointelegraph. Yeah, so when I do my news articles, like people will ask me, like, where do you find all these news articles? Most of the time, like, I just go to CoinMarketCap uh, slash news, and it pulls together all these articles from, like, multiple sources. But if they're not really pulling the sources, like, fresh, then I got to go straight to the source. So Bitcoin Magazine is a great website for news articles. Cointelegraph, uh, The Bitcoinist. Uh, Decrypt is a good one, as well as Crypto Potato. So those are great places of information if you want to get some more crypto news outside of mainstream media, because they really don't cover all of the news out there. There is so much stuff happening. So if they're saying crypto is dead, no, new, nothing new is happening, they are completely wrong, because so much stuff is happening in this space. Well, let's see. Oh, this is an interesting one. Polygon becomes the second largest gaming blockchain after user activity surges in March. Interesting. Polygon is a layer two scaling solution to the Ethereum blockchain. Very smart to be created because like I said earlier when I was talking about Ethereum gas fees are pretty pricey. Polygon solved that issue. So uh, yeah, let's take a look at this. Now they're getting into the gaming space. Well, let's see. Polygon overtook high for the second spot last month with the Hunter's on-chain RPG, partly driving the growth in a unique act, act, active wallets. So let's see, surging user activity on Ethereum layer 2 scaling solution Polygon in March saw the network become the second largest blockchain gaming network in terms of unique active wallets. According to Blockchain Games Report, published by a decentralized application, analytics platform DAP Radar, the number of UAWs engaging with games Polygon hit 138,081 in March, marking an increase of 53% from February. So this figure places Polygon well ahead of third and fourth ranked Hive and BNB chains and so on. So, okay, so it was not giving that push to forward. But yeah, no, gaming blockchains, remember how I talk about like currency has got to be more than just a currency utility. So here's like other ways to look at it. Like gaming is definitely going big. It's not going away. Your kids definitely love video games growing up. I used to be a total gamer, but then I got engulfed in cryptocurrencies, starting a business and <laughs> time flew by, but no, gaming is still very big and it will be moved to the blockchain. Imagine playing a game in one area, you have a cool avatar with cool outfits. Imagine being able to move that avatar to another game via blockchain technology. You can't really do that right now. Again, the current SaaS or how games have always been, but this is what blockchain does. We can like now connect them all together. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, gaming tokens out there is pretty cool. But yeah, that's Polygon making that second one. Let's see what else is going on. I see Congressman Tom Emmer says SEC Chair Gary Gensler is a bad faith regulator. Just get that guy out. Am I right? <laughs> uh, news article on Twitter's Dodge bet. Yeah, I mentioned that Elon Musk tw uh, changing the Twitter logo to the Dodge emblem. That was that was funny. I saw that news article when it first came out, but it took some time for it to appear on my Twitter account. So I went, uh, is this fake news? I don't know. But then the next day I'm seeing Dogecoin pump 25%. Going, Okay, I had a relook. So I'm going, maybe that wasn't fake news. <laughs> I go on the Twitter account. It's like, oh, there's that Dodge logo. Yep, Elon Musk did it. He totally pumped Dogecoin. I forgot for what reason why he was doing it. It was either to settle some Twitter fee or it was to uh, get like the SEC off their bat with Dodge or something. But yeah, there was something going on there. <laughs> and let's see what else is going on here. Not seeing much on Coin Telegraph. So let's go over to the Bitcoinists again. It's great having multiple sources to look at for news articles out there just to stay up to date. 
And yeah, like just even covering the news, going over the news, this is how you do your research. Like when you think of back then, like when you think of like the really wealthy guys, like what were they doing? They were just hanging out, chilling, reading the newspaper. They're trying to get taken current events because that's how they study it. I don't really follow price analysis because that's just a guessing game, but I like to study what's actually going on in the world and markets wise because the news does play an effect on pricing. Everything plays an effect on the pricing, not just crypto news, worldly events going on. So like, that's why I say we're almost out of the bull run coming up because of the Bitcoin happenings coming next year. We have the Litecoin happening in August and then usually the presidential elections coming up in 2024. That usually plays a role. And it's just like stuff around the world definitely plays a key role. It's so like during the last few years, you had the Afghanistan situation go on. We had the Russia, Ukraine thing, China, Korea's like there's just so much that stuff going on, but it plays the effect on markets out there. So you got to pay attention not just to crypto news, but also worldly news going on. And let's see. Doquan ordered to cease liquidating millions in crypto by prosecutors. <laughs> Who was Doquan? Oh, Doquan. He was the one of Terra. These were the guys, if you already forgot about it, like there was there was just like a hot streak during these like a bear market. There was a hot streak of bad news. And bad players in the market just finally being exposed by Doquan and Terra Luna. So here's another good tip. Like back then, people were like, yeah, looking for the pump for staking or how much can I earn in rewards? I think Terra Luna had like 120% like return on their stuff. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. So again, like if you see like a project offering, let's just say at least above 40 to 50% in returns, be very skeptical of that because it just seems like you got to question it. It's like this doesn't seem supportive or this can't go on for long. So that's definitely a sign. But like if projects like offer like 20% or less, that's actually ideal in the crypto space where it is pretty solid. Like so anywhere from like two to 20, like in that ratio, you're kind of good with it. But anything above that when you're looking into projects and trying to look for like that passive income side, I said with the rules, that is a uh, it's just it's questionable. So when it's over that amount, just be very careful. And let's see. Hey, look, there's an article on not your keys, not your coins. Why you need a Bitcoin hardware wallet. Yeah. Huh? So yeah, news articles come out with that. Why do you think I made my rules out there for buying and storing and starting? It's like uh, even these guys are saying it, not your keys. There was an article out there too a while ago of the Kraken CEO of that exchange saying, guys, get your coins off our exchange. We don't want to be liable for these guys so they even tell you to take control of your self-custody wallets and be in control and then let's see dodge plunges eight percent as twitter drops dodgecoin oh did, did twitter drop their dodgecoin already i am going that was 20 hours ago so i'm going to just go back on twitter later today and see if it's back to the old logo and let's see north korean hackers article u.s president contenders uh, okay this is bitcoin so let's go over to decrypt now see if there's anything there uh, let's see, Unrealized David Bowie recording to debut as a music NFT. Oh, so hear that, David Bowie recording a music NFT. I wonder how that's going to work. Well, hmm. What if he's going to put royalties on that NFT? Because, yeah, outside of just being a JPEG or a piece of art, people can make a music NFT store music data on that blockchain. Because NFTs are just like cryptocurrencies. They utilize the blockchain technology. It's secure, it's transparent. You can move it without the double spend feature on there. Uh, so yeah, NFTs can have utility out there and artists will definitely use it. So if an artist just has a JPEG piece of art though, uh, 
make sure it's a good artist out there and not just some like kid in their basement who made a t-rex nft out there like if it's an artist like i understand it that's their job they went to school for that they studied it for years but uh, nfts also have to have utility and use cases behind it but yeah when i was talking about royalties like what you can do with nfts let's say he sells these music nfts to one person if that person sells it could be in the code where every time this this nft gets sold 10% 10% of royalties get put over to them. So it's a way to create ongoing funds from it. And that's why NFTs can also be moved into the memberships and subscription bases out there. So instead of like just having a subscription, right? Oh yeah, that's it, yeah. And so membership and will be the new subscription base out there. So that way like companies out there, who knows, like your gym or any place, the crypto club, who knows? So I don't know where we're going with that, but like NFTs could be the new form of ticketing and memberships as it shows identity and it verifies that it's, you have it on the blockchain. It's transparent, it's translucent, you can, how do I say that? It is just, it is secure. Like, you know, like nothing's been tampered with, you know where exactly it is and whatnot. But yeah, and let's see, what else is going on here? Lura says he called the FBI on BitBoy over, yeah, BitBoy, I still like BitBoy. <laughs> we sometimes play a show on air and at our club. At our club, we also play my show on there. We play the Bitcoin Ben show. Again, I, I'm looking at the clock. We would be almost done. But yeah, when you come to the club, like we're still working on, I'm painting in the back today. Come hang out with us. I think my friend Bamboo will be painting his table. I don't know what he's got going on today, or it just might be me over there at the club. But yeah, definitely stop by the club today at 2738 B Ridge Road, Sarasota, Florida. We got day passes going for $9.99. You get to hang out. Just have a chat for what I said here on the radio uh, to monthly memberships from $29.99. That gets you an associate member. We have a cheap crypto officer membership for $49.99. That gets you, allows you to bring two guests per visit. But again, these got to be two different people every time you bring in. Otherwise, it's going to de- defeat the purpose of what we want. But you can bring in two guests every time. And then or $99.99, the chief Bitcoin officer. Again, you have access to our store and products. Uh, this member can bring in five guests to the club. Again, it has to be different. And then also we will have a monthly Bitcoin Ben hosted meeting once a month on there. And again, with all these memberships too, just remember drinks are included. So if you can verify you're over 21, uh, we do have some beer at the club as well. But if you're not and you're just there for the education for the, anyone under, we got, I'm sure I noticed we still got some Sprite. We got some Coca-Cola and I got my personal favorite, some carbonated waters, the LaCroix. Some people call it LaCroix, LaCroix. Trucks, just carbonated water, three ingredients, just purified water, essence of flavor, carbonation, zero calories. That's how definitely when I was losing weight, definitely got me off the sugary sodas out there. So we got those beverages at the club. And again, it's all included. So oh, there's the music. Perfect timing. I did it. <laughs> I will be back next week, guys, on the radio show to fill in for bed one more time. But again, come to the club. Hope you enjoyed this radio show. And until next time, the Crypto Sherpa is out. Shut the bogeys and up, jump!